Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total cash prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily prizes. DraftKings will offer two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings' free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results through this evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. I'm once again joined by Corey the Bay Benders. How are you, buddy? Bon, how are you, bud? I think everyone can tell by uh, <laughs> our tones today Nothing. that there are about a million other things I would rather be doing right now than sitting here recording this podcast because I do not have a single positive thing to say about the Montreal Canadiens right now. Um, like... Our expectations coming in to uh, into this series were not very high, but to 
I guess just piss away all opportunities and any chance of even competing and then making your fans sit through that is just disheartening to say the least. Um, I think if this series symbolizes anything, it symbolizes just how much we have pissed away the 14-year NHL career of the best goalie on planet Earth, who Jason Spessa, after the game, called the best goalie of our generation. We have continually pissed away all regular season success that he's had, all postseason success that he's had. It doesn't matter. It does not fucking matter if Carey Price has a 988 save percentage because this team cannot score goals. And year after year after year after year after year after year, we are forced to sit here and accept this fucking product that Mark Bergevin has put out for the last nine years. Mark Bergevin has been the Canadian's general manager for more than half of my life. And he has not managed to progress this team any further than when he had it originally. Nine years is such a long time. And he's done nothing. Like, I'm at a loss for words, and I feel like you are too, Corey, just by your silence. But what we've seen the last two games, refs aside, because, you know, we talked about the officials, but we weren't going to win that game anyway because we get a power play and we can't score. And someone made, I forget, someone made a really good point on Twitter that the Shea Weber trade may have been awful for us because we won the trade, but we were locked into a power play that revolves around just his shot for the last five years. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And it's just so... Like, I don't even know how to... There are very few moments in my Habs fandom in which I have genuinely felt pain. Like, this team has made me sad, and this series has made me sad. It's not fun to watch. Uh, Carey Price in the last four games is at a .929 playing incredible uh, all things considered um it's just tough that we we can't put any any type of offensive progression around his tremendous play and despite everything that we go through with Kerry Price this season as far as health uh if he has an opportunity to show up in the playoffs he does and it just sucks that we can't do anything around him we have scored four goals We've played four games against the Leafs, who are not a defensive juggernaut. Could you imagine if we played the New York Islanders? Would we have scored a fucking goal yet? Probably not. <clears throat> uh, all things aside, fucking um, 
you got to give it up for uh, Campbell because uh, for the any bit of opportunity we've had, he has stopped it instantly, taken all all moments of momentum and just silenced them back to our fucking dull, shitty, consistently terrible run so far. Campbell's played great. And I don't want to dismiss that. I don't want to shit on his performance. But Montreal has been stale. And... Okay. Well, with us being stale, are you are you more upset with the players for not getting it together, or yeah, at this point, the coach it... for just the inconsistency? Like, I don't know. I've never really seen a team give up on a coach so quick, and. At this point, it's like they're showing the bench, and that's all I can think of is that there's no, there's no heart. There's, and I don't even know if I can blame the players anymore. If if the system's not working, and we keep repeating the system, who's who's foolish? You know, I get it. They're like millionaires, and they and they play their heart out. But if the system doesn't work for this specific team and how this team should be run, which is I couldn't give you a fucking I couldn't give you a shot in hell on, on what we need to do. But I think there's talented players. It was proven earlier, and now they're just rerunning something that does not work. And is it truly their fault anymore, or is it the I don't know the inability of of a coach? You can't blame the players for a nine-year problem, and it goes past Mark Bergevin. This team has struggled for how many years? We haven't made a cup final since 93, I believe. Yeah. I think the last cup we won was the last final we were in. Like, it's the Montreal Canadiens, for God's sake. And we have no, barely next to no postseason success in... Since. Like, <laughs> like 30 fucking years, man. Yeah. And, you know, we've had different – if we're just talking about the nine-year stint of Mark Bergevin, we've had so many different players come in and out. It's been a revolving door for star – you know, star players, maybe not superstars, but good players, young prospects. Like, it's – there's got to be come a point – where the players aren't the problem because you know who drafts those players, you know who trades those players, you know who signs those players. It's Mark fucking Bergevin. And do I think he's made some good moves? Yes. I continue. How often have I praised him on this show? But like, come on. It's just not working. And the reason I'm so worked up about it is because there are reports of Jeff Molson talking about a fucking contract extension with Mark Bergevin. It, I can't, I will not do another four years of Mark Bergevin like this. It's He's had his chance. And I don't think he deserves another opportunity. I thought the retool... Was he that was the right move, Bergevin? You were smart there. You knew you were not going to make it. You recognized that, but you had one little postseason success story where we upset the Penguins when we shouldn't have even been in the fucking playoffs. We should have been in the draft lottery. And suddenly you just add all these pieces and expect us to compete. Like, 
he's lost sight of where this team is. He's setting this team back. Like, realistically, look where Montreal was five years ago and look where Toronto was. Toronto was in the draft lottery. Toronto finished dead last and drafted Austin Matthews. Like, drafted Mitch Marner before that. They they have come from the laughing stock of the league to a Stanley Cup favorite, a Stanley Cup contender. And in those five years, Montreal has done what? It, we've been pretty stagnant, if not declining, when, when it looks to me like we should be doing better. We should be on the rise with our young guys. And it's just not the case. I um, I don't even know what to say about that game. Like I just, there wasn't a second. I felt like we were in it. And yeah, that was the first playoff game I've ever shut off. Just turned it off. I couldn't watch it anymore. Um. Okay. So yeah, I, I get that. It was, it was just, it's been tough. It's been super tough watching these games. Um. So do you see, them giving Ducharme a pass like it was out of his control or was he in control long enough of the season for him, for them to just say he's not ready and move on? What is your opinion, I guess? I think Ducharme needs, <sighs> I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell you. Um, you know, we're all surprised about Ducharme's questionable decisions with Romanov, which still makes no sense to me. We're losing. Play, fucking play the guy. He got us here. You played him all fucking year, right? But then I remember that this is the same coach who benched Kale McCarr at the World Juniors. Yeah. You know, so, I just... I don't know if Ducharme is what he is. I think genuinely, I, I still think firing Claude Julian needed to happen. I really do. I think it made sense. I think it was Bergman's last play. But I also think, and I'm not saying we would have, I don't think we would have made the playoffs with Julian. I don't know, to be honest. Because Ducharme did get us out of a slump. But Julian would have had this team way better prepared for the playoffs than Dominic Ducharme did. Yeah. I think uh, I just think there'll be a change in management, and just because of that, uh, new management, new people, and that's how you get moved. New players, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you read anything about this. I know you had a long day. There's not a lot out, so hopefully uh, by Sunday, this can be a, a topic we can talk about. So uh, last time we were any good, you know, uh, early Bergevin era before like we lost like Markov and I truly think that that's not having not having replaced him is uh Radulov. Or Radulov, yeah. So is a, one of the biggest mistakes of Mark Bergeron's career is not trying to find uh someone to fit, you know, the hole that Markov left. We still but, uh, haven't, right? No, we haven't. There's we there's no puck moving defenseman 
that we've acquired or let go that is with this, you know, this group. But uh, have you read anything about uh, Yvonne uh, Pinot? What he just spoke about, it's like an hour ago. It's kind of rumblings right now on Twitter. Uh, it's in French, so maybe we got a French uh, fan out there can, that can kind of help us with it. But it's basically saying uh, that his comments this morning um, – that Toffoli and Caulfield are not getting along and Gallagher and uh, Anderson are not getting along. And um, they kind of pointed it out in, in a play last night where Anderson ignored Gallagher. I don't think that's – I don't think at this level, if you get caught doing that, like I would imagine you get fucked. You get blacklisted. Like why would you allow emotions like that to stop you from winning a game that you get paid – a, trem- a tremendous amount for, but um, I guess with bad play comes these rumors of, of locker room problems. But you know, I just read this as you were talking, and it I feel so stupid saying it, but there's no nothing really positive to talk about this episode. There's nothing from those two games, maybe, maybe game three because it was close and we tried. But after game four, there's no there's no real heart in it. So like I guess this comes up and it's it's kind of perfect timing because we kind of saw this previously with Gallagher uh, having problems with PK and um, what's his name uh, Patcheretti. So you know what, what do you what do you think about this? You think this this could have any type of uh, you know legitimacy or is this just bad rumors with a bad team right now? I think that's just if I would have to guess that's I've never heard of Ivan Pedno. Well, apparently wanna... people are saying that he's a great report, great reporter, and he's very. Uh, it was someone you would listen to. I don't know shit about I've, him. I've I don't. Put, I don't live anywhere close to it. I'm doing a quick like, yeah. name search, and uh, I. I'm not finding much. Um, yeah, this is like within the past hour that this has kind of surfaced. I guess we're just looking at if something is to come of this, this would be like, I guess, our beginning of that conversation. Give us something, some material in the offseason, which is coming in like a week. I guess I will say this. Um, at the risk of maybe offending some people, and it's not meant that way, but my experience with the French media in terms of their coverage of the Montreal Canadiens is that of which is similar to how the Toronto Sun reports the Toronto Maple Leafs. Things get blown out of proportion. It's more assumption-based and opinion-based than it is fact-based. And like... Making a mountain out of a molehill is an understatement, I guess is what I would say. From what I'm reading here, it seems to be comments that this he's assuming this based on play he saw. It's not an in-the-locker-room report. So I would dial it down to speculative bullshit. Just personally, like I'm not... Just with my experience living, you know, like... Uh, three hours away from like Montreal. Um, I don't know. I don't personally, I wouldn't give it much, um, much leg to stand on really. 
And I, I just think it's an excuse and it's just ignoring the real problems, which are, as we've discussed, management. Because, yeah, like, look at our roster. Our roster should be so much better than it is. And they're all quality guys. We're missing players, but I don't want to use that excuse for how we've performed. And I'll say, I thought we were going to lose. I thought we were going to lose in six. Um, it's looking like we're going to lose in five now. So I guess um, I'll just ask, like, what what do you think is going to happen next game? Um, are you hopeful of a win or do you think it's going to happen? Because I think we, you know, we shouldn't be too – I guess I want to clarify before, just before you answer that, and I think I can speak for you here. I'm not upset that we're losing the series because we both said we were going to lose the series. Mm-hmm. We're realistic on this podcast. We don't, you know. I wanted not... effort, I guess. I wanted a bit of effort. And yeah. It seems this team just has is, is just lost everything. We said that they were going to be bruised leaving us. I remember that quote, mm-hmm. right? They were going to be battered, bruised. They were going to be tired. We were going to put up a fight. They're fucking coasting. They're just smashing us. And Yeah, they said, uh, was Morgan Riley even hurt? Uh, or did they sit him for that that Brooks kid to give him give him a day off? Riley played, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, uh, who was it then? Brooks, they, they is said... a, uh, Brooks is a winger. Felino's out. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I forgot who they said. They, I, I believe they said they had. Oh, they, they sat. Scratched... Ras- they sat Rasmus Sandine. Okay, Sandine. Just... That's what I'm talking about. I don't give. Don't but even yeah, know what I'm talking I'll about. Just, but... just ask what you think is gonna happen. Uh, I think it's going to be a shit show. Um, you know, if your comments going into game four was you're going to see a hungrier team and we get shut out, um, couple of good, couple of good chances, uh, but no real momentum in the game. Um, I think we're still not going to play Romanov and I think that's a fucking shame. Uh, I think that's a slap in the face as well. Um, I think we're going to come up with the same attitude and, if we score, it ain't going to be pretty. It's going to be like, okay, it's just going to be in our odds. We've missed 67, so one of them has to go in, you know. I think it's it's going to be like fucking like you're out of gas and you just make it to the next place. Like you're just fumes, nothing else. I don't know. I, I have no – no faith in this team come this game if they win. I don't even know if I'd be surprised. I'd be like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. We finally got it together, but it's a lie. You know, it's false hope. I am super proud of this team, you know, despite everything that's happened. Uh, we made some great moves this season. We had a chance to let some young guys get some ice time and, you know, kind of give us a glimpse into the future. I'm appreciative of that. We didn't think we were going to do anything this season, but the fact that you make it this far and the season before that, before we even made any of these big changes or whatever, whatever, and we we did a little bit better, or we looked a lot better. Um, I think it's just a slap in the face as, as a fan to just like, ah, like the Montreal Canadiens got us again. You know, you put a little bit of faith in us and uh, we kind of fell for it and to be expected happened. At this point, it's. I think we're all as a collective just ready to, to end the season, because uh, because it, it's, 
I don't know about you, but I finished watching the Canadians game, and then like I flip over like the other night, I flip over to Winnipeg, and it felt like I was watching a different level of difficulty in hockey. Like the game looked phenomenal, especially like uh, like last night, Nashville and Carolina. We fucking lose, and you switch to this game, and it was like I was watching Pee Wee to fucking college. Like there was a it feels like difference. You're regular season hockey. Yeah, like there was. Not, there's, there's so no- much heart and everything else. And there's it's just there's, weird. There's actual like, you could see the flow of the game. Whereas like I think we're just kind of skating around Toronto, and Toronto's like, all right, cool. You know, we'll kind of turn the burners on every mm. now and then. They're fucking skating around us. Um, but it's just tough. It's tough to look on the next television and be like, wow, it seems like they have a game plan and it seems like they're capable of following this. Like this team is actually made to play this style. And you look at us and we're just like, well, fuck, I can't believe I watched that. And I hate feeling that way with, with the boys. Like I love this team, but I hate watching them play. It's been bad. (sighs) Yeah. My takeaway is I guess. See y'all next year. Fucking just let's – I think everyone's ready for the break. They're playing like they're ready for the break. I know I am. <laughs> I'm definitely ready for the break. This team, so much potential, and it's just – you know, and I think maybe under a different coach, we could see some magic, you know, like – but there has to – if we don't move the team, if we don't change anything about the team or the players, I'm sorry, but we give them a whole new universe – of ways and styles to play this game, we might find something that fits for us and it might be enjoyable again. But right now, coming into the game, playing the exact same way, and the only thing different is changing up some lines that just don't work. No no lines work at this point. So just let it end. Clean house. Come back and don't ever use the same – for like the next two years, don't use the same fucking plays – or try to run the team the same fucking way. There needs to be something fresh because this is this is boring. Yeah, I <clears throat> like I said, I think it starts with management and just jumping on the youth movement. I mean, realistically, like like I don't know. I just think we should be further ahead than we are. Um, overplaying the veterans is killing us, and. I never, 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 ever, 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 ever want to see a situation in which Eric Stahl, for as well as he's played, I'll give him credit, is played over Jesperi Kakaniemi ever again. Because, you know what? Yeah, Eric Stahl played okay. KK has 25% of our goals <laughs> in this playoff series. Like, when you break it down, right? Um, and we're not winning anyway. We didn't win anyway with the vets we're still not winning so if we're gonna lose i'd rather lose with the young guys getting experience if this team has to go i don't know like 15 and 50 and like 10 next year i don't care because if suzuki gets 70 points and kk gets 60 and caulfield gets 25 30 goals Romanov's, you know, plays well, pops in 20 points, is progressing. 
I don't care. That's growth to me. That's further along than where we are now. Like you don't. I, you yeah, either. I, I love it. I love what you're saying. Cause um, I feel like we'd rather see the future progress than pretend like everything like, like we're playoff caliber. Like I'd rather us do what we're supposed to do. Um, like with the future and then that's it like i don't give a fuck if we're good i will say this and i think it's just because of how much i've clowned upon the ottawa senators they are now i think further ahead in their rebuild than we are Mm -hmm. because you watch them they fucking sucked right at the start of the year but 82 game season the way they were playing at the end they would have made the playoffs Oh my god, they would have made the playoffs and they would have been good. That's what we that's where we need to be. We we need to play our young guys. We need to live or die by them. It's it just seems so repetitive and I don't know if it's boring to listen to, but it's all I can think of saying is right. Like we need to we need to just fucking live or die by them. And I, I don't really know how – like, this is going to be a short episode. We'll do a big recap when we lose. So, for the Monday episode, we'll uh, – because let's be honest, we're going to lose. I I guess we didn't even really call – for my prediction for game five, I don't know. I think it's possible Carey wins us one. But I say that, and then I go, well, you have to score. And I don't know if we're going to score another goal again. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's fucked up is that I feel like Harry Price has stolen us at least at least one of these past three games. We just didn't do anything with it, you know? Yeah. it. I mean, it is what it is. Like you said, we'll do a recap. Um, I guess we'll keep it short. This has not been <laughs> not been our finest work, but I'm just baffled. Like, I don't know what to say unless you have – Anything else you want to add? Nope. You can you can close this out. I think I think this is uh this has been one of the toughest episodes to record. There's this no, is this, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I guess um I guess we'll leave it there. We'll uh we'll pick it up for Sunday. Um sorry, not Sunday, Sunday is when we record. We'll pick it up Monday. for the Monday episode. And uh you'll actually get some I'm just still it's a day later and I'm just baffled. Like I I really tried to like come out with some positives and I just, you know, brainstorming last night and realized that I'm not going to kid myself and I'm not going to kid you guys. I don't see a positive in this series other than price, but I, I don't, I just can't keep looking at that as a positive because I just feel bad for him. And I guess I'll just close it by saying Carrie price is at risk of being one of the greatest goalies ever and being so criminally underrated because people are going to see a guy who couldn't win. Yeah. And that's not his fault. That rests on the shoulders of Montreal Canadians, but most importantly and most heavily on the shoulders of Mark Bergevin above all else. So with that, We'll end it, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, recharge our batteries, be a little more peppy on Monday. 
so that we're a little easier to listen to. I just think uh, we're just kind of expressing, I think, how the fan base feels right now. It's not happy times for us. I mean, I think win or lose next next episode, we'll have the conclusion of this series. So, when, And we know, get to talk about prospects yeah. again, which is win, my favorite win, fucking thing. Win or lose, there's going to be some – there's going there's just going to be like a relief almost, you know, like it's either over and we can finally start getting ready for next season or we won a game and we'll be a little bit relieved for that. But I think, like you said, we all kind of feel this way. It is what it is. <laughs> and we'll take it one, you know, one podcast at a time. Well said. And with that, uh, we're going to close things out today. As always, you can follow me at Habs Nightly and Corey at Bayou Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find this podcast on any platform or at HockeyPodNet. So thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Um, even though I understand, you know, we're kind of negative today. I just think it sometimes needs to be said. So without further ado, thank you guys. And that'll be it for today. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And let's go Pens.